Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. Hey, 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 this is Monique. Thank you so much for tuning into the Brown Vegan Podcast, where I like to give you inspiring conversations with other vegans and strategies on how to embrace this lifestyle in a way that is simple, delicious, and long-term. So I am back with another conversation for you. I have Carter Brown on the show. And I got to tell you this really quick, funny story about how Carter actually found me online. So of course, because his last name is Brown, he was actually planning on using Brown Vegan. And he actually went to like a designer, had somebody work up a logo for him and do all this stuff for him behind the scenes. So when he checked the domain, he saw that someone had already purchased it. But at that time, I actually wasn't using my website, brownvegan.com. So (laughs) when he went to Facebook, he realized that I was actually already active with that name. So he started following me and we connected that way so I just thought that was just a really really funny story of how Carter found me we had such an amazing time talking he's going to give you so many amazing strategies on how to embrace this lifestyle in a way that is just very very down to earth and very helpful for anyone who's interested in transitioning we're going to talk about his vegan journey and how it was kind of like a very unlikely way that he became a vegan. You know how a lot of us decided we want to do this lifestyle for health reasons or for ethical reasons. For Carter, it was just a really funny story how he stumbled onto this lifestyle. We're going to talk about his dealings within the community and how he's using the information that someone else taught him to help move other people forward. And of course, we're going to spend a great deal of time talking about why veganism is much more than food. So I hope you enjoy this amazing conversation with Carter. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Hey, Carter, thank you so much for being on the Brown Vegan Podcast. How are you today? I am excellent. Uh, thanks for inviting me. Um, it's, it's a total honor to be on the podcast with you guys. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for being on because I'm excited that you're going to be my first male um, vegan on the show. So I'm Are really excited serious? to get your... Yes, <laughs> I'm really, really excited to get your perspective and how you navigate this lifestyle. Like, what's your story? Oh, man. Um, my story is, is, is a little different, I guess, but I would say that from dealing with so many different people in, in the field of health, everybody has a unique perspective, a very unique story that, that um, pushed them towards, you know, wanting to eat a healthier lifestyle. And for me, I was a college student um, doing what college students do, uh, eating a lot of junk, no no, namely Papa John's. Oh gosh, because I worked next to a Papa John's, and um, <laughs> and I literally um, I did um, auto repairs. So you know you'd fix their car, and they'd be like, "I need some free pizza." Oh, I'll give you some free chicken wings. I'm like, yeah, free pizza, free chicken wings. (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't turn down free like you really couldn't. (laughs) And so I found myself eating a lot of free junk food. And and I also had a girlfriend at that time who loved pizza. And um, she just, we would just go to the CC's buffet and just 
I pay four ninety nine for all you can eat. So I was carving it out. And so that particular summer, I just got, it got ridiculous. It just got really stupid ridiculous. I had no intentions of changing my diet, none whatsoever. What happened was I started snoring. And um, people laugh at me when I talk about this, but I was like, oh my goodness, I'm snoring. Um, I have a huge problem here. Like, I have to fix this. You know, I've got to stop snoring. You know, I'm, I'm, a, you know, I'm too young. I'm 20 years old. Why am I snoring? And so I went on the internet, tried to figure out why I'm snoring, and turned into a freaking vegan. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, back up. <laughs> wait a second. How did that happen? What did, what did you, what site did you land on? How did that happen? Did you land on Peter and start watching some videos? <laughs> I, I went on, I found some, like, some herbal website, and I don't know. I, I just, I, they said it was post-nasal drip. So basically, they were saying you have mucus, excess mucus in your system. That's what it was telling me. I was snotty and, and, and snoring because there's mucus in my system. System. And so because there's mucus in my system, I was snoring. I was like, I was gullible enough to believe it, you know, and it sounded much better than sleep apnea or I drown in my sleep or you can't breathe or whatever the case is, which could be the case with some people who snore. But I wasn't snoring that bad, but I was just snoring enough to wake myself up. So I figured that was bad. And so um, they said, you have post-nasal drip and you have to get rid of the mucus in your body. And so I'm like, okay. And so I started reading about how to get rid of mucus in your body. And in order to get rid of mucus, according to the, the program that I went on, shortly after that, it was a mucusless diet, a mucus lean diet. So this mucusless diet required for me to, it, it was very simple to me. It had all the rules laid out. No meat, no dairy, no salt, no bread and flour and no egg. And it was just that wow. simple. But I didn't know what I was doing. I, I honestly didn't because like I said, I didn't even know. I did. At that time, I had no idea what, what, what a vegan was. I understood what a vegetarian was, but I didn't understand the lifestyle of any of this stuff. So literally I researched it for a couple weeks and then decided I was going to do it. And um, I did a three-day cleanse, a juice cleanse. And so this was a, um, you know, it was a juice cleanse where I just drank juices for three days. I mean, you you, you should have seen it. My friends laughed at me. Uh, they, I mean, they, 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 were, they were like, what the hell are you doing? So they've always <laughs> known me to be the guy that does random things. So it was like, this is just Carter. This is just this just him. This is what he does. He does random stuff like this all the time. Now I'm the rabbit eater. And of course, you know, we're doing stuff. We're still doing stuff that college students do. I'm still hanging out, still partying. I'm still doing a little bit of drinking or a lot bit of drinking. Uh, and, and, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, other things as well, too. And so, but I changed the way I eat and it was seemingly overnight to them. And they're like, what the heck? And so, yeah. I, I didn't know what to eat though. So I, you know, all the recommendations of the food were like, what, casserole, barley? They had all ancient style foods. And I'm like, I'm not eating no oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, listen, I got I to gotta know this. Okay, so how did you go from, because I, I mean, that is just like a big shift for most people. How did you go from eating the Papa John's where they had the, the flour, they had the cheese, they had everything you were supposed to be eating or your new life? lifestyle and to go from that to a juice cleanse like was it really hard to get away from that cheese and that that flour and everything when you first started how did that look for you well you know 
to me, I'm going to, um, I'm going to compare it to what regular people do when they go on a diet. So let's say, for example, you've got a guy who's just fed up and, or a lady who's just fed up with eating this particular way and she goes on a diet. Now, she's going to go on this diet for however long they say to go on the diet for because in her head, somewhere down the line, she's not making a lifestyle change. You know, she's, she's only or he's only doing this diet to lose some weight. So I am specifically going on this juice cleanse to, to, um, to stop snoring. But, you know, so I'm like, I'm going to stop snoring. I'm like, I'm too cute to snore. That's, that's my, my philosophy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. My, my, my philosophy was like, you know, you're 20 years old, you're dating women, you know, like you're going to be snoring. Like, come on, man. Like, no, it's not cool. Not cool at all. So the snoring thing right. really, really got to me. And so I was determined to not snore. That, and, and and so, you know, just like a person who's just had one too much ribs to eat, you know, and you and you just got tired of the, the weight. I got tired of the snoring. It was becoming yeah. incessant. And so I went on there. But luckily, the, the education that I received from the information that I was digesting, I literally stayed up at night. Like I studied it. I did. I found on the website of the websites. I just found these journals. I found these journals from um, an herbal guy um, named Dr. Christopher John, and he's Mm -hmm. called Herbal Legacy. And it just talks about all these people that he's cured with, with herbs and this type of stuff. And just talking about, you know, saying everything that, um, in this lifestyle that I was living before was just wrong. And and I'm just like, I don't know if I want to accept all of this, but to stop snoring, I will. And um, if it means I'm going to stop snoring, I'll do it. So I just did it. I, I just did it. And, and it was, and I, I guess it is kind of radical. Um, it, it was because like I said, it wasn't my intention to change my lifestyle. My intention right. was to stop snoring. But, uh, um, but it, luckily I, I, did, I became a vegan and I didn't know I was vegan because, like I said, I did not know what a vegan was at that particular time. And so I wouldn't remain a vegan very long. Um, not initially. I would, during that period of time, I rapidly lost weight. I mean, ridiculous amount of weight. I dropped 50 pounds. I didn't even know I was overweight. Uh, yeah, I dropped uh, like 50 something pounds within a matter of less than three months. Um, my friends, some of my college, my college uh, friends, they started to walk past me in school um, and didn't recognize who I am. And I'm like, okay. And then I started and I cut my hair. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and people would be like, and I get approached all the time. Did you just come out of basic training? I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you are late. <laughs> I mean, okay, I mean, so listen, you gotta tell me though. You gotta tell me what. Okay, no, I know when you first start researching, you were coming across all of the eight, the ancient grains and the barley's and all of those things, and you're like, I'm not eating this. So, being a college student, did you have your own apartment or did you live on campus? I had my own apartment. Oh, good. Okay, I was gonna wonder. I was gonna ask you how were you eating vegan in the dorm. I was just curious about that. So what did your plate look like then during that time since you were still learning and it was just like, you know, you were already kind of turned off by the- It was ridiculously simple. It was too simple. Like literally, like my friends would laugh at me and I started to experiment with, with stuff in the stores. So I would bring home new stuff like tofu and I was, you know, I wouldn't eat the tofu though. Um, I, I wouldn't eat it then. I, I I knew what I liked. My growing up, we ate a lot of cabbage, and I learned heard that cabbage is good for you. You can't go wrong with cabbage, so it was cabbage every day. Um, sweet potatoes, potatoes. Uh, what else? I, I, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. It was mostly cabbage. 
right? <laughs> it was mostly cabbage and rice and and sweet potatoes and potatoes and broccoli. Um, it was it was mostly that and. I I was confused. I didn't know what else. Now I see why you lost 50 pounds because what I, it's so funny because when I became a vegan, I lost like all the way. I'm oh my gosh, you know, this lifestyle really does make you lose weight. But then I realized when I think about it, you just reminded me. The reason I was losing weight because I didn't know what to eat. <laughs> I was hungry because <laughs> I was that still trying to store it out. After a while, I started to believe it. I started to believe that eggs were bad for you. I started to believe that milk was bad for you. I started to believe that, you know, flowers and stuff were bad for you. I, I just, you know, I, I just believed in it. And, and, and But I wasn't trying to go anywhere. So naturally, I came home from college, come from college, maybe about six months or eight months afterwards. And my mom sees me and she she just loses her freaking mind and oh, asks wow. me if I'm on drugs or, <laughs> or, or, oh, if, I a, or if I have a disease, <laughs> you know, oh, is she going to lose her son? You know, because I, I, I drastically changed that much. And she tells me like, you have to start eating stuff again. You, you, got, you can't, what do you think? You're going to oh. not eat bread forever? And I was like, well, you know, I, I didn't have an excuse. I didn't have an excuse. And so she was the one that had got me back on eating a little bit of meat in my diet. Mm. And this, of course, was, was 2010, I mean, 2005. And so I didn't see, because like I said, I did not have the proper education. So I didn't see, I was like, it wasn't, it didn't say that the meat was the devil. It didn't say, it, it didn't condemn it. It just said, don't eat it if you're on this program. So of course, I, I just didn't really understand that anything about vegan or vegetarian. So I, I went back to eating some meat, like, and, but I limited myself. I didn't eat any meat more than, I meat like two or three times a month. And I thought I was, I thought that was fine. And then by that time I was getting into the veggie meat. So I was like, oh. Oh, this is cool by 2005 2006 <laughs> i was getting into the veggie meats. i was like yeah you know and then 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 i you know i reduced when i went back to school then i reduced my my meat intake because now you know your mom's not there cooking it for you anymore and i have to cook it myself right. and, I, and then i got grossed out by that point of even handling meat so you know so if it was going to be prepared for me i wasn't going to cook it so boca burgers it is and um <laughs> tofurky right. sausages it is <laughs> tofurky sausages it is I, and and like i said i had no idea about veganism or anything at still at this point so this is almost this is like a year later so it would take me two and a half years before i really became a vegan and that was in yeah. 2000 2007 um did your friends i know they teased you about you know losing weight and what's wrong with you and things like that but did you have any backlash when it was like when it was time to go and eat out together well, I've always been a strong personality, you know, a leading personality. So I'm the one that's talking the most junk. And if you want to talk trash to me, you got to be prepared to talk, you know, to hear what I've got to say. And so, like, you know, eventually it'd be just a shake of the head, a laugh, and, and everybody will leave it alone, you know. So during those days, I really... I became I, I became stuck on what I was stuck on. So as far as going out with friends, I had cheap friends. Um, to tell you the truth, I have funny stories about them. So they were not interested in going out to eat more than so often, you know. And for them, <laughs> it, 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 for them, it was as junky as it gets. Taco Bell, dollar menu type stuff, you know, just typical college student stuff. And so here I am wanting to go somewhere where I have to pay six dollars for a meal. They weren't. They were, please, 
They were like, you can do that by yourself, buddy. <laughs> right, I'll catch you later. <laughs> yeah, they were like, hey, that's the only place you go to, you know, and then it wasn't any going out. We were so young, we were trying to preserve money. Right. The backlash as far as going out wasn't wasn't that bad, but they'll still, they'll still make fun of me. They would still make fun of me, like, what the heck are you doing, man? Like, what are you doing? What is this? So in 2007, when you made the transition to become a vegan, like what what was the difference then? I know at that point it sounded like he probably knew what it was at that point. Well, um, it was what do you a think? Huge was the difference? The difference was there were on, on on my college campus there were there was like this food trailer that sold vegan food, and I had been seeing them on campus. I'd been eating some of their food, you know, as I transitioned, and they were like, but I didn't understand it. It was like, okay, this is vegetarian food. I was like, okay, whatever, I don't care. Like, does it taste good? You know, and that was my thing. Nice. Does it taste good? They had vegan mac and cheese, and then they had tofu, and they had the tofu real done up, like barbecued and different flavored and stuff. So they had that, and I started eating that in like in 2006, and then in 2007, I just man it happened to have a conversation with them, you know, about their restaurant and what they were doing. And at this point, I was finished, you know, with school. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, so you live like this and and so and and so they were they were running this business for already like five years so they were like real vegans like real life vegans in the name of the restaurant or the the, the trailer was was soul veg so vegetarian they started telling me more and i was and telling me what's in the food and telling i was like what and ironically when they still when i started getting the information i had i turned I had a good conversation with them and I was like, okay, okay. So like, you're trying to tell me I was on the path. So I've been doing this semi for a little while. I was like, oh my goodness. So that's what, and then I learned and, and then, you know, they just, the, the education from these people already being vegans and just opening my world, my world up to this alternative lifestyle that was out here that became obvious to me and and I had no idea what was happening and I had no idea that I was even doing it. So in 2007, I really, really started to develop into a vegan and and, and it was so easy. It was easy to do because now it is a place that I can eat more food of and now you're telling me what to buy and now you're telling me what to watch out for in the food and, and, and what is, you know, lactose and this, that. Yeah, that, that, that was it right there. Like that solidified everything for me. Okay, you don't need to eat meat well my mom says i need to eat meat <laughs> you know right so, so yeah because i think that is a, a hard part too when you you know your mom she's telling you to do this and then, and then everybody else around you is telling you that this not you know this may not be the best decision for you and that can be really hard to still work through that and still do what works for you despite what everyone else is saying because i know that you do cooking classes you do coaching you really help people get you know moving forward in their own journeys so is it because of all of the inspiration that you received from them and everything that they taught you it kind of inspired you to move forward and you know pay that forward and help other people is that tell right. me a little well, bit about that well i had a business um at the time when i became a vegan and I had a photography business. And so I was always in a position where I would be talking to people, I'd be talking to people. And so naturally your lifestyle comes up. And so, you know, during those days, you know, 2006, 2007, 2008, I'd be in contact with a lot of the students on campus. So I'll always be talking to people about, you know, whatever, you know, and because I was, I guess, noticeably different. And I got real big into gardening at the time as well. And so, you know, that also provided me with a great background 
downtown because I there was these farmers markets. I, I knew this lady who organized these farmers markets, Dr. Jennifer Taylor, um, and she worked with the school and she was over like the agricultural because it's an agricultural and mechanical university, fam. You you know organized these um, these farmers markets and, and and it seemed just seemed like the coolest thing to me. So I'd go to the farmers markets and you know and next thing you know you're you're into gardening. I was into gardening and and now I want to grow my own kale and now I want to grow all this stuff and I want to buy whatever they're selling at the farmer's market and you know and develop relationships with the farmers and stuff and so like after this it just became like a lifestyle and and so we'd do community gardens I'm showing up with some other people and we'd start up some community gardens here and and um there and and the little green festivals that would come through town I would I would be involved in them and I just thought it was just something fun to do on the side while I run my business and work my job and and then eventually started to overtake where, you know, you, you, people are coming to you now, you know, asking you a bunch of questions now. And, 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 and it just seems as if that people want to hear this information. In 2004, nobody wanted to hear it. But then by 2008, mm-hmm. 2007, 2008, 2009, people are asking you lots of questions. And, and then so I kept on doing photography, but my passion for it started to die. So I had to reevaluate myself. And a friend of mine in 2008, we joined up together. We And then we opened... In 2010, we finally opened up a restaurant, a raw food restaurant in Jamaica. You know, it was just business project that I, I wanted to be involved with. I wanted to put my footprint on. And um, it wasn't something that I wanted to be long term. Because at the time, I thought I was going to, I opened up a, also opened up a new business, a new photography studio, a commercial location. And so, you know, my business was going good. And I didn't really want to, um, to juggle two businesses mm-hmm. at the same time, especially a one in another country i was like okay this could be like my vacation type of thing come here (laughs) exactly because i mean restaurants are grueling there's a lot of work to be to run a restaurant so i can definitely understand that you wanted to make sure that you were part of the project but not necessarily the day-to-day so yeah i get that So I know you made you made all of these amazing changes. You're really involved in your communities. But, like, how does your plate look now? I always like to know what other people are eating, especially other vegans. Um, so, for example, uh, today, what's your lunch look like today? Yeah, I, I do the same thing. Uh, uh, when I was going and doing my radio show, I, w- I would ask, what would you eat today? You know, don't tell me what you ideally eat, <laughs> but tell me what you eat today. So I had some roasted cauliflower. I, I, cut, I cut them, like, um, like slices, like slices of bread, and I I roasted it like a little cauliflower steak on my iron skillet, and I had some breadfruit. I'm not sure if you're familiar with breadfruit, but it's a tropical tropical slash African fruit, and it's like mm-hmm. it's really bready. It's like bread, but it's fruit. Uh, it's hard to describe. It's a real starchy fruit or vegetable. I don't know. Um, it's a huge tree. And um, I've been eating that since I was a kid, flour, and I just whipped together like this um, sun-dried tomato hot sauce, the, the cauliflower, and I just dipped it, and I had me a good little time. I'm a dipper. I'm like the dipper type of food person. Like, you, you, yeah, um, I'll roast or I'll eat a whole cauliflower or a whole whatever just as long as you give me something good to dip it in oh my goodness like you kids probably love you because i know you have two kids i know they love that because my kids are dippers too they always want to do something so that is funny so what about your kids like do they do they eat a lot of the same things you eat or is it like separate meals like how does that work with your kids when it comes to the kids at this point right now, it, I'm not nowhere near along the process as you are. My oldest 
daughter is two, and I just have I just had a brand new son last week. So oh, congratulations! Thank that you, is thank amazing. you. Because you know what, I thought you, and it's so funny because when you mentioned when you first got on the phone, you had two kids. I was like, wait, I thought he only had one. Where did the second one come from? And that's where the second one came from. Yeah, like, is it a baby girl? You said, it. I had a girl, and now this one's, <laughs> this one's a boy. So I got a girl and a boy now. My daughter, she, you know, she mostly eats what her mom eats, but she eats whatever we eat. Um, she's, she's, I, I really want to get her with. She's not eating no leafy greens right now. She doesn't like that stuff too much. She likes the finger food. She, you know, she'll she eat like let's say some organic grits. We make she she eats a lot of amaranth and and millet. Um, plantains or just whatever we're eating but she right now she eats a lot of grains i'd say if i were to describe it grains and seeds um and just kind of sort of she's still up she's two so she's still really picky yeah and she she wants to dictate what she eat and sometimes that'll be nothing if you let her dictate it (laughs) so you know you got to find little things that she's going to eat and let her eat it and just kind of sort of build build the diet other than that you're going to be sitting there fighting with her to eat and that's just where she's at right now with her, with her little thinking that she runs the show type of thing going on <laughs> i like that approach though i think that's the best approach to um let you know kind of let her feel like she has her way and then you just kind of sliding little things and kind of build on it like you said because yeah i mean battling with her you know isn't going to get you anywhere you're going to be frustrated and she's going to do what she wants anyway so I, I get that you know but you know you, you see, you have the advantage, though, because she's still two. So you have the advantage of being able to really set a solid foundation. You know, by the time she's five, she'll probably love, you know, greens and, you know, spinach and kale and things like that. So that's awesome to, you know, have her yeah. started so young. Yeah. you got to early days, and people say whatever they want, but parents know this, that it's whatever you can get them to eat in the early days. It's really whatever. You you, you sit there and try to, you know, the best thing to do is to hope that they want to eat what you're eating, you know, but mm-hmm. if you're eating a salad all the time, please, that, that's just not, they, they, their sensations are, are, are derived from what they smell, you know, so, and so if they smell it and it smells good, that they're, they're going to want to eat it, but that doesn't mean that they're going to lose, in, they, they might lose interest half halfway through it and not want any more. And so mm-hmm. you just kind of sort of have to deal with that. Know that you became a vegan for um, more so health reasons and how it benefited you that way. But at this point in your journey, are you more on the ethical side? Are you more concerned about like animal rights and environmental issues and the other you know issues that go with being an ethical vegan? I, you know, I don't even think I went vegan for health reasons. I I just went vegan. I I because like I said, <laughs> I, I started did, off because of the storing, because that's health. So I think you did. I guess. You I so? guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But my my mind wasn't that I'm doing this for my health. You know, my mind was like, I'm doing this to stop snoring. And then my also the other point of my mind was that, you know, that I don't know, it's just like I just did it. And so I guess it does fall underneath the the banner of of, of doing it for your health kind of does. But I wasn't really consciously aware that I was doing something for my health. So when I became a vegan, eventually I was like, oh, it's just there's just a step up from what I was doing before. It just means that I don't eat any more meat and I don't eat any more cheese. That's how I looked at it. But yes, you know, eventually, you know, I became, you know, because I didn't, I just looked at it, it was like nothing. I, I really had a nothing perspective of it. It was just what I do. I, you know, I change things radically every so often. So 
became nothing. But then I realized, okay, this is what's best for my health, you know. And when I was taught of the health perspective of it, when I finally realized that, you know, people with diabetes and high blood pressure and all this stuff is, is the result of diet. When I finally realized that stuff, then I said, okay, well, this is good for my health. I do it because it's my health. But eventually, you know, as I got involved in gardening and, and environmental stuff, I, I, I would consider myself of an environmental vegan. I'm, I'm more so concerned about the, the planet being here. Um, I want my daughter to have clean water to drink when she's 30. I want her children to have the, the advantage of breathing clean air. I don't want to have to be a billionaire in order to secure the basic resources in life. And I think that um, I stand by my, my lifestyle as being the only type of lifestyle that's going to ensure that all of our resources on this planet are going to be around because we don't do anything else quite as fast as we eat, you know, and, and, and quite as often as we eat. And by by eat, I don't mean just put food in our mouth, but we chew, we eat resources, whether it's wood for paper, whether it's, um, you know, steel that we're drilling for beams and homes, whether it's uh, minerals to make our flat screen TVs and our tantalum and core iron ore that goes into our computer chip boards. We eat resources, fat, we eat them up, you know, whether we're eating them literally or not, and a vegan lifestyle, a lifestyle that says, hey, let's not eat up all the resources, let's not eat the earth dry, is is the only, is the, it just makes sense. Nothing else, you know, we're not even just talking about those other things that I speak of, but, you know, the consumption from these animals that are eating up the resources, they consume way more than we do. Um, yeah. A cow is going to drink um, somewhere near 5,000 um, gallons of water or something in in a day, you know, 5,000 liters or something like that. They're going to drink way more water than we ever drink. They're going to eat way more grains than we ever eat. You know, it's a 900 pound, two, two ton cow, you know, so they're, they're eating what we're supposed to be eating. They're drinking the fresh water, you know, they consume 70% of the fresh water. So when I look at these, I'm, I, I get a little selfish, like what's going to be left for my child? What's going to be left for my children in 20 or 30 years? And now you're telling me that the cows are pooping so much that it, cr it creates methane blockage in the ozone layer. And then they're, oh my goodness, all the stuff that you're telling me that I found out after I became a vegan about, you know, the environmental impacts. I'm like, are you serious? Like, so like, what does the future look for the world if, <laughs> if, if, Meat eating is on the rise. Now, in America, meat consumption is down. But on a global scale, you know, the way that the corporate interests govern their their their, their affairs is just like the cigarette companies. I, I heard one time that the cigarette companies were saying, okay, well, since people and people in America are making are lobbying against cigarettes, we'll just go where people are not lobbying against it. How you like that? Mm -hmm. And so yeah. that's their philosophy. Okay, well, you know, you want to eat less meat? Well, we're going to go to another country and, and, and make them feel as if, you know, um, the most affluent people, the rich people, the, the people who are upper in society eat meat. And that's enough to influence the poor to want to eat meat. So now they, they're, they're only marketing themselves. And so now that's more cow factories, farm, factory farms, that's more environmental. The world cannot, will not sustain itself with an expanded um, livestock industry. It, it just won't. It's going to collapse. We've already done an, an effective job at, 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 at um, really, really endangering our, our life, potential life on this planet. We've, I mean, 
the numbers are ridiculous. And we're not just talking about in the last 50 years. We're talking about, let's talk about in the last 250 years since the um, Industrial Revolution. And then if you really want to observe um, the patterns of civilization going all the way back to Babylon or Egypt, you know, two, three, five thousand years ago, you'll see the destruction that are that this lifestyle that we presently are under as as caused on the planet is much more much more extensive than anybody even feels you know much more extensive much more so i consider myself to be an environmental vegan is there any tips that you would give to someone who is interested and possibly um they're aware of all of the um, implications that you just mentioned. They're aware of all of the issues in our environment. Um, they want to protest factory farming. They want to get healthier. What tips would you give someone who's interested in transitioning to, not necessarily if they don't want to go vegan right away, but maybe some baby steps to get started on a vegan journey? What would you suggest? Well, you see, I'm glad you asked that because my thing is a vegan lifestyle I, and mm-hmm. and. and and not necessarily a vegan diet. Now, I do advocate for a vegan diet wholeheartedly, but I advocate for a vegan lifestyle, a plant-based lifestyle to be specific. And that's, that's a lifestyle that recycles. That's a lifestyle that conserves water. You know, that's a lifestyle that wants to know if diamond ring that you're, you're proposing to her is, is conflict-free or not. It's a lifestyle that wants to know whether or not this is genetically modified corn or not. And I mean, like, I don't care if you think the, 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 the customer service people know or not, ask them. Because the more people come in and ask these, these seemingly silly questions to these people, the more, that's where they get their cues from. If enough people are asking, is this genetically modified corn? What is genetically modified? I just say be a nag to all of these companies. Find out, you know, what is affecting your world because you know quite frankly the world the the history of the world says that we gather around two things and that's food and water you know wherever there's water there are human beings and wherever there's food Mm -hmm. you're going to find human beings as well so as nonchalant as we live our lifestyle because we think okay we'll just go to the grocery store and there'll always be food there you know i think that we need to start questioning how the food arrives there. And that's the lifestyle aspect, knowing where it comes from and, and having an interest in how it's manufactured. And, and you know, because and, like I initially started my nonprofit organization because I wanted to pe- raise awareness for cross-contamination because I enjoy eating out so much. I enjoyed eating out so much. I was like, you know, I will really eat out a lot more if I didn't have to worry about whether you're cutting the meat and the tomatoes on the same meat cutter on the same slicer you know we can just separate the two i eat here all day i'll eat you know i'll I'll eat here more often and so you know i what i what i want people what i say to people who are interested in transitioning lifestyle don't let it just don't let it be all about your diet let it be about everything look around in your house you know look around and, and see you know how much energy you're wasting or or conserving when you do what you do you know what kind of light bulbs do you use you know um it just what is your carpet safe for you? It's just a lifestyle because we spend money on so many different things. But when it comes to food, I say um, make it as easy as you can make it. And, and I always tell the people that I coach, you know, my coaching clients, you know, even if you decide to go vegan and want to eat this stuff, you can't. It's really, really hard. It's, it's a process. Change the way your, your taste buds are orientated. 
you know. And so that means that if you like high-fat foods, then there are some vegan foods that have high fat that you might need to eat. Or else if you if you deprive yourself from this, you're going to go on a binge and, and eat everything in sight. If you like sweets, eat the sweets that are healthier for you. If you like uh, whatever, whatever you like, whatever people already like, there are alternatives that are just like it. And just worry about feeling that crave initially versus worrying about, oh, my antioxidants and, and you know, my vitamin C, D, and E and the protein and, and all this type of stuff. Because initially you have iron reserves that can last in your body for five years anyways. And you have um, protein reserves that last. So you don't need to worry about getting your nutrition initially. Worry about figuring out what you like. And, and, I, and, I, and I, yeah, and I think that that approach has served the people that I work with very well because I'm not telling you to go cold turkey and, and not eat the stuff because your taste buds are just orientated on your style. So let's say for me, I'm a, I'm a salty type of guy. I like salty foods. You know, doesn't mean that I oversalt everything. No, but it means that I like the taste of something, you know, like that's why I use it. That's why I love using the iron skillet. I use because it burns stuff and I just like that taste. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like the char of, 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 of taste. And even though I don't use that much salt, you know, on, on the food, uh, I, like lately I've been using Himalayan and black salt. I like that, you know. I don't overdo anything so that way I can continue in certain ways without feeling guilty. I don't feel guilty about using black salt because I'm not out there eating a bunch of other salty stuff. I'm not out there eating stuff out of, out of a can that has 390 milligrams of, um, of sodium per serving and it's 10 servings in there. So, yeah. you know, just, yeah. So, like, I say to people, understand your taste buds. Understand what you like and try to fill that in a way that doesn't have any meat, dairy, or cheese in it. And if you can do that, you're going to be successful. But if you get more foods inside of your, your diet that are high antioxidant values, you know, so that means that getting some kale in there, getting some all of these different types of things that that, are, that go in and go to work right away, getting high fiber. And that's one of the things, if you're going to continue to eat meat, you need to have a high fiber diet and fiber only comes from plants. Yeah, I love the approach, especially the part about replacing your cravings, because you're absolutely right about, you know, we're going to binge eat if we don't. If it's something you like salty and you decide not to ever eat salt again, finding healthier alternatives to take care of some of those cravings. While you in the beginning, I get that because it's just overwhelming if you try to do all of it at one time and you focus on too many things, you're not going to do anything. So I, I love that. Cool. Thank you so, so much for being on. You gave so much amazing advice. Your tips are really going to help people move forward in their journey. Before we go, uh, let people, let our listeners know how they can coach with you, uh, what's your website, all of your information so that we can get in contact with you. Awesome. Well, you can find me online, popularvegan.com. That's my website. I've got lots of articles on the website. You can read about a whole bunch of different things, weight loss, uh, nutrition, supplementing. I do a lot of presentations down here that are based around, you know, getting all your nutrients in there. And I'm starting a new coaching program, probably the beginning of the year. And this is going to be a real, real good program for anybody who just really wants to get themselves together. And you can learn more about it on my website or um, Facebook, which is The Popular Vegan. That's my Facebook group, or fa Facebook page. And there's always a conversation going on over there, much like yours. Yours is a very busy Facebook page. And I love the tips that you provide. And you, you know, I end up sharing a lot of your posts because 
you know, that stuff is just really, really, the, the stuff that you talk about and the advocate is just really, really practical. And so you can find me, I'm also on Twitter, you know, I'm on Instagram, I'm all, I'm everywhere. And um, my new program coming out um, in the beginning of the year is going to be a program that not just is not just for local people, but for everybody. And this, the program also includes a gut test. So it actually is going to be telling people exactly what they need to be eating. So I'm not going to be guessing. I'm not going to be trying to tell you anything. We're going to send you the package so that way you can have a gut test and it's going to come back and tell you, hey, you need not to eat wheat, you need not to eat yeast. And it's not the typical gut test because I work with a Chinese uh, medicine um, doctor, which is which is a part of the program. We're just going to be providing people with all the information, all the education that they're going to be needing on a monthly basis or, or on, a, on, on a fixed length basis so people look out for that and you'll be surprised even as a vegan because I had a friend who did a gut test recently and she was a vegan and you know just told her that she shouldn't have been eating certain things that's in their diet so I believe that everybody's diet should be tailored towards their personal individual biological makeup and not just um, a blanket statement because some people say the vegan diet is not right for everybody I don't know if I agree with that but hey and it says that it isn't then I'm not going to argue (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think that's a really, really good component to add into your program. So I will make sure that I put all of your information, your site, your Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything in the show notes, as well as at brownvegan.com. Once again, thank you so, so much for being on. I really appreciate it. Your perspective, you dropped a, knowledge, a lot of knowledge, and I know that's going to help people move forward. Well, thank you. We're always here to help people do what they need to do and, you know, bridge the gap. I think what you're doing is just awesome because from the family perspective, people need to learn this stuff and they can't be afraid of it. It, The kids are going to like it. Yeah, (laughs) They're going to like it. (laughs) Thank you for having me on the show. You're so, so welcome. I'll talk to you soon, okay? All right, no problem. We'll stay in touch. Absolutely, we will. Thank you. Bye-bye. Be sure to visit brownvegan.com to get all of the show notes and resources mentioned in this episode. I'll talk to you guys next week. I'll be back with another conversation for you. Have a good one. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save-